things are up. It's been super exciting. Last, sorry, canceled on you last week. We had an insane week. We were at, um, you know, ClickFunnels, right? Yeah. Russell Brunson and that crew. So yep. we premiered a documentary at that Russell paid for uh, at his event. Um, and, uh, we premiered it in front of 3000 people that night and we raised a million dollars for the nonprofit in 72 hours over there. It was wow. like literally the most insane thing ever. And then my partner, Nick last night, uh, premiered the movie for Glenn Beck and he said, it's the greatest documentary he's ever seen. So, um, so that is pretty dope and exciting. Um, wow. Uh, and you're coming yeah, to our little conference to share your wisdom. That's, that's amazing. You don't have a little conference, man. I love what you guys are doing, <laughs> by the way. No, no, uh, I'm, I'm being, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I think it's amazing. No, I know you are, but I, but I think you guys are doing some, some uh, crazy good things. Like co- content wise, like there's nobody in the financial insurance world doing anything close to what you're doing. Uh, well, thanks. We're, we're trying hard. You know, it's, uh, I think, um, we're, we, we're a little scattered. We're trying to add some process to it. I'd say we've um, we've reached escape velocity on like just get the work done, get it out the door, you know, get yeah. stuff up on the wall, see what works. Like we've we've kind of hit escape velocity on that, which is great. And the next stage for us is um, how do we start putting process around this to drive actionable business goals while still, and this is right. the hard part, while still maintaining that creativity and flair, scrappiness, yeah, the yeah. scrappiness. That that is our trademark. So that I'm, I am struggling with it's that struggle. right now. The yeah. struggle is real. I mean, that's my biggest issue right now is I'm trying to film more online content, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I sell high end video production, so my stuff can't look like shit. Yeah. And you know, when you're trying to film, sometimes like behind the scenes, daily V ish type stuff, sometimes it doesn't look good. Sometimes the mics aren't right. Sometimes, and you know, I'm just like, man, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm all for showing the process and putting it out there. But at the same time, I'm like, man, if someone sees this, would they maybe not hire me because it sounds like shit? Do you, you think know? on certain channels they would be more accepting? Of, forgiving? Yeah, forgiving th- of that. Yeah. I mean, I do. I do think so. And obviously, if I'm trying to tell the story of like this is behind the scenes, um, but it's. I mean, the struggle is real. Yeah. Um, I do got one question for you because I see you do it all the time and I'm, I'm intrigued by it. You're running Facebook ads to push people to YouTube. Yeah. How do those perform? Well, obviously your subscriber count on YouTube has gone. Yeah. Really good. Yes. Um, and is that no. working? So I, I'll give you right. my, I'll give you my, my thoughts on this. So, cause I've done, I'm actually going to try another test. I'm actually going to use, um, embedded, um, captions, to see and then run a native the same video that i just did the the health plus um hustle one um yeah the health plus hustle video native on facebook but with captions and see what happens Um, because i've never tried that before um because i'll tell you what happens if i push a native video to facebook the views are through the roof they're just crazy right then you actually look at the analytics and the retention and they suck terrible but then if I right. do the, if I put that same video on YouTube, I get they watch the whole thing. They watch yeah. the whole video. So I basically said to myself, I'd rather have twenty five less to views 30% on YouTube, of the views, yeah. but have people actually consuming the content. And that's why I do the Facebook ads to YouTube. I'll tell you, it's a little more expensive. You're paying thirty cents a click, maybe a really good one. I can get down seventeen to twenty four cents. But like the days of the seven to fifteen cent click is gone. Are gone. Yeah, those are gone. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's promising because I see the same thing. You're right. Like I get views, but if they're empty views, who cares? Yeah. Like it's. 
you know, I'd rather have an engaged, a smaller engaged audience. Yeah. So, all right, we're on the same page there. But that's, you know, you look at Gary V and you see his YouTube channel for how big he is, is not nearly as big as it should be. And it's because he right. does so much on social, people are capturing right. the gist of it. You know, he's not driving It's people spread there. out. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. so spread out. But how many people? But are- I guess that, that. But that's part of the plan, right? Is some people watch content on Insta, some people watch it on yeah. Facebook, some people watch it on. YouTube. I mean, that, that's his. Yeah. I I don't I don't think for the small business owner that's realistic. No. Um, no, I don't think you know. so either. I I also think, you know, I this and again this is this is prognostication to a certain extent. I just think you're going to see so much volatility inside of Facebook. And actually, Jay Bear just uh, did a post today talking about a new study that came out from Shareaholic about how um, this is the the last quarter is the first quarter in like six years that search has become the number one traffic source for websites over social. And that's only – I think that's only going to increase. So you kind of have to say like – is your website and the properties that you really have control over important or is it just brand attention that's important because Facebook's going to remain volatile. YouTube to me seems like the steady eddy play. Yep. It shows up in search. The subscribers come back. You can build a community. Yeah, you don't own it. But man, it just seems steady. And, and But you still kind of do. Even though yeah. you don't, you do. Like you can yeah. embed it on the site. Yeah. You can embed it in a medium. You can take it different. Like you can take it with you. Um I don't know. I, I think YouTube is the better long term yeah, play. I just now need to do what you've been doing and, and put some money behind growing the channel. Yeah. And in addition to organic, because yes. I think you I, I bet you're getting organic yep. stuff because you're spending money. Yeah. You know, because yeah. your subscriber counts growing, your yep. people, if people are watching your videos, then YouTube's going to show your videos more in search. Like I, yep. I think you're doing a great strategy. Uh, thanks. Well, you know, I've also geeked out. It's just funny. I mean, not that we are here to talk about YouTube strategy, but I think it's so interesting. Um, using some of the YouTube features like, uh, the cards and the, uh, end screens. And also, you know, yep. I, I've been really dissecting like what Peter, you know, Peter McKinnon, right? Like came out of nowhere, million yep. subscribers guy. And, uh, um, it's hard not to. It's hard not to watch his stuff and like be jealous of how good he is. Um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, at least in at least in that format, you know, he's very good at that format. What I think he does that's really cool, and what I want to start doing is, um, I think if you think of YouTube as like a real, like he has those two minute Tuesdays or whatever he does, they're like three or four minutes long. Yeah, he does that. Uh, well, I'm sure he does that to add value, but there's a tactical reason too, which is how many connected views do you have? So if someone watches a three-minute, two-minute Tuesday and then jumps to a 14-minute vlog episode of his, they that, love him. That is a connect. Yeah. So one, you're you're increasing your chance of subscribing, but YouTube also loves loves the fact that person has gone from one of your videos and chained. They're like daisy chaining your videos. That is a huge, huge indicator of quality material and like pushes you way up the ranking. So mixing in the super short videos that then push you to the longer videos and all that kind of stuff. It, I mean, that's how you take YouTube to the next level. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been super geeked out on it. I did just, uh, I did just purchase a, a Canon 1DX the other day, which uh, Ooh, has fancy. me like super fancy. So now we, everyone has like, their kind of, 
basic vlogging, you know, everyday kind of cameras. But then when we need to go do like a really nice shoot and want something like a little more pro in the footage and stuff, um, now yep. we have a nice camera to share among the team. So um, I'm kind of excited That's about awesome. what we're going to be able to do with that. Yeah, it's fun. So, okay. So let's... Uh, Let's get into the interview, dude. Like, um, so I, yep. I, I am so pumped that you are coming to Elevate. Uh, this conference is really, it's, you know, we talked a lot about it. I think the very first time we ever actually chatted was back in September. As soon as we talked on yep. the phone, I was like, dude, you got to come to Elevate. You got to be part of it. We just immediately connected. I'll have that episode linked up in the show notes for anyone's listening or just go back and listen to old episodes of podcasts and you'll find the first time that we yep. talked. Um, but give us the update or maybe not the update, but just for anyone who didn't hear that episode, uh, let them know kind of who you are, what you're doing. Um, and then we can kind of dive into some stuff and, 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 uh, take them into what you'll be talking about at Elevate. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Rock and roll, man. So was that for me to actually answer yeah. that question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or were you telling me what we were about to do? Yeah. I was going to hoping that you just take over. From okay. <laughs> So, so edit all that crap out and I'll re I'll re-edit. So, yeah. so <laughs> I owe your editor a beer at Elevate, yeah. which is probably you. Yeah, which um, is me. Yeah. So um, real rock and roll, man. What's up? I'll just cut it from there. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, it's actually been really fun since we last hung out, since we last talked. And uh, if you missed the last one, I think we, we talked about a lot of fun stuff. Um, you know, the I think we talked about the rapper and the rock band story. And that's really how my media career started as as a musician, touring the country, creating media, finding ways in because nobody wanted to book the white rapper, you know, on their stages and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I still use that as kind of fuel for today. Uh, you know, we created a reality show last year. They got picked up by Entrepreneur, which has been incredible now been seen by millions of people all over the world and you know no one wanted to give us a reality show either you know again i'm in orlando i'm not in la or new york or, or somewhere you know that's cool for the entertainment industry and you know we've always found a way to do it ourselves and you know if we want to get something done we don't wait for people's permission we go out and take it and now we've kind of taken that to the next level we've really dived deep into video and tv very much like you guys have and, and we were chatting before we went live today about that and and i'm super pumped for you guys' strategy um but we We've really found a, a lane for high produced educational and entertaining content for, you know, business professionals, for insurance agents, financial advisors, folks in that capacity who, you know, never thought of themselves as someone that should be creating video content. And we've really helped them to, you know, find their voice, to get comfortable on camera, to build a brand around using video. And as, as kind of an update, uh, we now launched Ambitious TV, which is our own TV network for small business. We call it the voice of small business. And, uh, you know, that's on Apple TV. It's on Roku. It's on Amazon Fire. It's on smart TVs. We have iOS. We have Android devices, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube, like the whole scope. And so all these people that work with us, and we create episodes for, we now have distribution for them because that's the second piece of the equation is cool, Greg, I got this video. What in the world do I do with it? Yeah. And, you know, we, we got to tell people about it. And I think there's, there's two kinds of media that we can talk about, you know, in the episode, which is earned media, which is people discovering, finding yourself because you earned it. But then there's also, you know, media that you go out and get, whether that be advertising or distribution partners or whatever it is. And I think that's a big piece of the equation is everyone knows they need to be doing video. And you guys preach that, uh, you guys talk about that a lot. I know that's a big theme of the Elevate conference coming up, but I think the second piece of the equation is, well, what's the strategy? What do I do with it? All right, I shot this thing. Now what? You know, eight people saw it. Like, 
you know, do we just waste our time? Do we just waste our money? And, and I want to be someone who helps solve that problem for them. And I know that's what I'm going to be talking about at Elevate. And, and I'm really excited to help people not just overcome the fact that they need video, but actually have a strategy to use video to grow their business. Yeah. And so guys, Greg is an Emmy award-winning producer. (laughs) This stuff is so real and so tangible. And I've seen and watched a lot of the videos that you've put together. And, and, you know, before we get into how you actually do that, give them just a little more of the nuts and bolts of how you actually produce it. Because I think this is so brilliant about flying people in, making them very comfortable, giving them a nice setup, really making them look like a pro. Like, can you just give them, just so they have an idea of really what you're doing from a technical standpoint for for um, uh, professionals yeah, yeah, totally. And so, you know, we knew that, A, we wanted to always be at the top notch. We never wanted to be at the race to the bottom in anything that we do. And I think there's nothing wrong with kind of, you know, if you're doing an Instagram story video using your phone, but if you're trying to get somebody to give you a half a million dollar life insurance policy or, you know, a million dollars into an annuity or, you know, something like that, you know, are they going to hand you over that, that policy because you shot something on your iPhone and you got a McDonald's wrapper in the background and you're office looks like a mess. And, you know, the answer is no, you know, that's not who I want to trust with, with my business, with my future, with my referrals, with all of that. And so we wanted to create an environment where a, it's a professional looking setup. It looks like you're on a news show. It, 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 you know, puts you in the best position to succeed where we take care of the lighting. We take care of the gear. We take care of helping you put together the outlines, put together the scripts. We go and do the work to see, you know, what videos will actually be successful online versus what's being shared versus what's being searched for. But the second, you know, big piece of it is how we make you feel on camera. Because if you've never shot a video before and all of a sudden you got three cameras, you know, with the red light, you know, that it's recording and you got lights shining in your face, you freeze like a deer in headlights. And that doesn't show your personality. That doesn't, you know, position you as the guy. And so we want to take all of that out of the equation and get you so comfortable on camera that you're personality really comes through. I think it, uh, so many people preach authenticity and be yourself and all this, but we're all faking it. We're all BSing ourselves. Gary Vee calls it like we're our own PR agent and we come off as not our authentic self. I think it's actually hard to be our authentic self. I think it's really hard because we feel like we got to dress a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way. Maybe we have to do it because of compliance or maybe because of regulators or maybe because you know it, we can't attract the affluent unless we look like this. And we really help our folks to get comfortable being themselves when, you know, episode three or four comes around that we're filming for them and they actually start cracking jokes at themselves. They start using some self-deprecating humor. They start telling real stories, not the BS stories that, you know, you, you tell because you practice it 800 times, but the real stories. And, and I know, you know, it in, in the videos that you guys produce, Ryan, and the videos that we do is when I can laugh at myself, when I make jokes, when you know, I'm, I'm rapping when a curse word, you know, spills out, not because I'm purposefully putting that curse word in there because I really meant it. Um, you know, it's authentic. That's when people gravitate towards you the most. That's when they say, Oh my God, he is human. Um, I'll give you an example from a video I did is, uh, uh, I was doing a sales video. So this is a sales presentation. I was trying to get people to give me money on the internet through a video. And, uh, in, and I have a giant TV screen behind me and we use an HDMI cable to go from my computer to that big screen TV. And I was so in the zone and, you know, talking about the product and the features and the benefits and everything that they got in the package. And I kicked the HDMI cord and it flew out of the computer. The TV screen turned off and 99.999% of the world would have stopped 
and reshot that, right? Because it's gotta be perfect. I kept going. I said, I, I just, I feel so passionate about this that I'm kicking cords and I'm doing this and I'm doing this because of you. And guess what? That's the best sales video I've ever shot in my entire life because they felt it. They felt, you know, the power behind it. They knew that I was real. They knew that I'm just some goofball who believes in my product. And when you can cross that threshold and get comfortable on camera, the world will open up to you because they will see you for who you really are as opposed to that, you know, guard that you're putting up because you think that you have to be perfect all the time. Yeah. So I have a couple thoughts on that. There's so much in there. The first I'd say, um, and I'm interested in your take on this, is uh, sometimes, you know, we talk about authenticity. I think that word has been completely corrupted um, because in trying to be authentic, we're not authentic a lot of times I mean, <laughs> which is funny and ironic yeah. but yeah. yeah um and and on the other side of it is like we don't it's not always advantageous for us to be our our a hundred percent authentic self right like the hundred percent authentic me like burps and farts and scratches my butt and drinks too many right. beers and like no one really wants to see that side of us there's like this you know maybe like 70% like the you know like the pub you know it, 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 there's like this weird zone that you want to be in between yeah. buttoned up not you and way too much you that no one really cares about you know it's finding that and I feel like you can only get there through reps so you nailed it um, you know I think people that want to get good at video they buy another book about how to get a good at video or they buy another course about how to get a good at video or they go to a three day workshop about video marketing instead of spending the same investment into shooting actual video. Um, you know how I got really good at video? I've been shooting a video a day for 11 years. Yeah. That's how I got really good at video. You know, I know how you got, you know, even just watching uh, your episodes of the show, like you got way better since episode one, yeah. you know, and it's just because of the reps. And yeah. I think that you have to do that when you do the reps, cool things happen because you introduce things in the episodes. So for me, like I'm a, I'm a baseball nerd. Like today, uh, literally as soon as we, we hang up on, on this call, I'm taking my son to Tampa Bay Rays opening day. And I talk about that. That's actually in my marketing today. I'm actually doing a sale right now, uh, where I'm doing double plays for opening day, where I'm doubling the amount of plays we buy for people on opening day and they got to buy today. And there's a picture of my son and I from opening day last year. And so I've interjected that personality into my marketing. And I did that because one day I randomly talked about it and I got response. People are like, dude, I love this baseball team or I hate that baseball team or, you know, uh, oh, it's so cool that you're taking your kid to the game. Cherish these memories and these moments. Um, I've tried other things like I, I do obstacle course racing, like savage races and Spartan races, things like that. I put that in one of my things and people were like, wow, you're crazy or I would never do that or dude, I did one. And you know, and there's other stuff that I've tried that has fallen flat. Like I'm a big green arrow nerd, like the comic book character, put that in my marketing bomb. Didn't get any, you know, but <laughs> you, you, you try these things and you know, again, I'm just showcasing my personality and who I am and now like, cool. So baseball worked, you know, so I interject baseball, um, obstacle course racing worked cool. So I interject that into some of the videos. Um, sometimes it's characters. I think this is super underdeveloped. Um, and I think some people are afraid to put staff in and things like that because staff leave 
views. Um, I just had that happen on my end. My, my videographer that was with me for five years left and he was a character. He was like, if I'm Seinfeld, he was Kramer. Like every video, I'm like, Dan, the man behind the camera, you know, and yeah. people would email him, you know, but adding character, you know, adds people to let people know who's in your office and who's shooting the videos. Like, you know, for Gary Vee, like people know D-Rock and Babin and Tyler because they're all in all of his videos and he talks about them. And I think that's also part of adding your authentic self, but it comes with reps. A hundred percent. It only comes by you doing it more. Um, and one of the ways we do it is, you know, we do a volume of episodes all in one day so that your comfort level just keeps going and going and going. By the time you're on episode six and seven and eight and nine and 10, you're laughing, you're joking, you're having a good time because you put in the work and you, and you did the reps. Yeah, I, I, I completely believe with you. You know, it's funny when you say that about uh, the Green Arrow bombed. I wrote um, <clears throat> I wrote this sales email one time about John Wayne because literally my older son's name is Duke and my younger son's name is Colt. Like where you, those names came <laughs> from, the fact that my dad basically raised me on John Wayne movies. So yeah, so uh, I do this sales email and it was actually for Elevate last year, and I'm like, this is the best sales email I've ever written in my life. I'm like, God, that's amazing tie in to John Wayne. And, you know, I, I just I thought it was tremendous. And it couldn't have gone worse. Not one sale from the email. And I got like 10 pieces of hate mail. People were like, John Wayne was a misogynist and John Wayne represents an era of our history that we wanted for, and all this other crap. And I'm like, okay, those are very valid opinions. And I'm not, but I was just blown away by how terrible. So you, so now I know. Don't talk about John Wayne, which will probably get hate mail. Yeah, this, but this but guess what? You sent an email out like the next day or two days later on a you know with a different theme, different yes. subject. No one even remembered the John Wayne thing. Exactly. So you you don't have to dwell on it. Yeah. You know, like it's gone. It was an email. Like yeah. emails last for what six hours. You know, yeah. and then people are on to the next thing. So I think we get so hung up on, oh man, well that John Wayne thing failed. I'm a failure. Like no, the email sucked. Write another one. Yeah. You know, like exactly. you're, you're like no one, no one watched this video. Cool, do another one. Um, and and we dwell on these things, and we, we well they hate me. No, they just didn't care for John Wayne. Like. So what? Get on to the next one. And I think that stops a lot of people when they get started. And it doesn't matter. We, any context, whether it be email marketing or video marketing or posting on Instagram, doesn't matter. We're so fast to be on to the next thing that it doesn't even matter. Um, uh, on our uh, reality show, Ambitious Adventures, we uh, had Jake Paul, a super controversial figure, one of the top YouTubers on the planet with like 15 million subscribers. And, you know, he went through a lot of bad times, controversy, stuff like that last year. And when we re-interviewed him for, for a second episode, he was just like, man, so I went through all that stuff. You know, I apologized. I cleaned up my act. And guess what? No one even remembers that I did that stuff, you know? And, you know, Justin Bieber, like he's like the number one artist on the planet right now. No one remembers that he was like toilet papering his neighbor's house and, you know, driving his car. Like no one remembers any of that stuff because we have so many things going on. So don't dwell on the one strike that you had or you struck out, like get up, get another at bat. Um, so come at them. I think that that's a big piece for so many people is they get scared that one thing doesn't go yeah. right. Like the other thing too, man, I think you just brought up a really good point. The other thing I think with, um, you know, using Bieber and Jake Paul as examples is like, if you are real with people and you are your actual self when you mess up and then you fix it people are like ah fixed it okay i can move on like forgiven no big deal you know what i mean like even if they were offended by something if you if you just you know address it and move on or whatever then i 
that's like real life, right? They, they're not going to like, oh, one time you created this one video where you offended me, and therefore I will. Right. And, and maybe some people are like that. But if that if if someone is actually like that, and 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 this is I'm interested in your take on this, then they were never a good prospect for you to begin with. Like for me, oh no, creating content has always been in my you know in my mind, it is the perfect filter for who's a good partner, client, friend, whatever, you know, is that if you connect with what I create, then we have a good chance of, of getting along. And if you don't, then we probably would have never gotten along to begin with. Um, so I always put my content through that filter that like, if I'm as close to who I actually am, how you, I shouldn't be worried about how you relate to it because it's just, we would have or wouldn't have gotten along to begin with. Yeah, so I've always thought of marketing and content marketing obviously is a piece of that is it's supposed to do two things. It's supposed to attract the people that you want in your life and it's supposed to repel other people. Like that's why you run an ad. If you naively run an ad, any kind of ad, Facebook ad, newspaper ad, direct mail, and you think everyone is going to respond, you're delusional, right? Like you're right for some people and you're not right for other people. So you need to realize that even with your content marketing, you put out a video, you know, those 10 people that didn't like John Wayne, guess what? I don't want them at your conference. Right. Like that, that's not who I want there. Um, you know, but the, all the other people that do like, like that's who we want there. And you, you really need to think about that. So the going, you know, doubling down on that is I, I am like such a big believer in niche marketing. I think so many of us think that we should be serving everyone. And it's just not true. Just because you can sell your insurance products or financial products or whatever it is to anyone and everyone, it doesn't mean that you should. It also doesn't mean that if you go niche, you can't help out somebody, you know, who's outside of that niche. But the more that you focus on helping a certain subset of people and you talk the way they talk. And, and I think that's why you guys have done so well, you know, talking to insurance agents with, with your show and with the podcast and everything that you do is because you speak their language. You talk to them. You've, you know, got these, all these people that are, they know you, they like you, they trust you. They're kind of like you. They want to be like you. You've attracted to them. And I bet there's, you know, some 75 year old insurance agents who are old and stodgy and, you know, still use note cards as their, uh, you know, email marketing system, you know, who, who don't really resonate with you. And that, and that's actually okay. Um, you know, and so don't be afraid to, you know, attract the people that you want into your life. I mean, if you're a killer insurance agent and you got a couple hundred clients and there's a million people, like I'm in Orlando, there's a couple million people that live in Orlando and I have 200 of them as clients. Why don't I just attract more people like those 200 and get to 300, get to 400? I don't need the millions. Yeah. I only need the people that I can best serve with with my practices. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a dickhead, you know, and like, yeah. you know, be an a-hole, but just do your best to attract the people you want in your tribe yeah. as opposed to trying to attract everybody. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to kind of get into some, a, a little bit of nuts and bolts kind of thing. Yeah. You talked about, um, about earned is one part and 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 that I think everyone at least has an idea of what earned media is that's that's you create something you put it out on your social channels you that people have subscribed to your blog you're driving them in and then there's you you talked about have finding distribution partners and maybe doing some advertising so like talk me through that process and, and I think the parts that that specifically our audience are gonna be really into are how do you find some distribution partners how do you how do you do paid advertising, what you'd be thinking about in those areas, because it, I, I know even for myself sometimes, the topics feel so big that I get kind of yeah. lost in them and then I actually don't take any action. 100%, so if, 
the good news is if you're listening to this, hopefully you're doing video content because what I like about video content is it's top down content, meaning that you shoot a video, you can also strip the audio out and you can have audio content, whether it be for podcasts, other reasons, you can obviously transcribe it and turn it to articles and things like that. So, so with that as the basis, the framework, um, let me talk about how I think about distribution because most of us think about distribution is okay, cool. We shot a video. I put it on Facebook and YouTube and yes, do that. But who else has the ears, the eyes and the attention of your marketplace? Easy place to look who has a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or, you know, something on like a forum or a message board old school, you know, because if you're in a local community, like maybe there's a local messaging board that has like all the garage sales in the community and, and, you know, all the open houses, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, can you go to the admin of that LinkedIn group and be like, Hey, I just shot, you know, 10 episodes of the first season of my show, uh, Ryan Hanley's awesome insurance show. And in it, like, obviously we talk about insurance, things like that, but I just talk about things in the community that I think your group would really like. Um, I'm happy to put, uh, you know, John's awesome LinkedIn group presents at the beginning of every video and give them to you. And would you share them, you know, to your group once a week for the next 10 weeks. And now we have this partnership. Now, some guy's going to say, yes, you know, maybe not the first guy, maybe not the third guy, maybe not the 10th guy, but he might say yes. And then guess what? He's now distributing your content for you. It's also, he's promoting your content for you. Cause it's not you going in and spamming the group and being like, Hey, check out my new video. Cause no one cares for that. But it's like, Hey, we just did a partnership with the Ryan Hanley show. It's awesome. Great content. And you know, we're a partner on the show. You know, we're going to be sharing a new one every week. Well, now you have the support of that group. So that's just one example online. I think Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, prime for that. Um, but get the permission of the admin and get the admin to actually promote it for you. Um, uh, you know, there's all kinds of other things. Is there now if we're talking local markets, local chamber of commerce, guess what? They probably have an email newsletter that goes out to all their members. Hey, you know, I'm Greg Roulette. I have a local show here where I talk about, you know, things that families need to know. Um, you know, obviously I'm an insurance agent, but I don't just talk about insurance uh, on my videos. I, I really talk about some things that can help the community. Um, it's a very highly produced show. Um, it's not just iPhone type stuff. We do some cool things. You know, would this be something of benefit to all of your members? Um, no, well, we don't really do video. Okay, cool. Well, I also got all the episodes transcribed into articles. Would you put those articles in your newsletter? Oh, sure. Now I don't have to pay someone to write articles. I get free articles, right? So that's now the top-down content strategy. Um, hey, local chamber, I noticed that you don't have a podcast. You know, would you want to partner with me? And I can give you my video episodes and I could say, hey, presented by the Orlando Chamber of Commerce, you know, and now you give them a podcast that they can put out and they can distribute. So thinking about alternative ways of distribution is, is huge. I stumbled upon this when we partnered with entrepreneurs, entrepreneur magazine, entrepreneur.com. Um, you know, they approached me about putting some of my episodes on their channel. And the reason why is because they know they need content, just like everyone who creates media needs content. But guess what? They don't have the budget to go and hire a hundred video guys or a hundred writers and all these things. So they look to people like me to give them high quality content that they can pass off as their own. And I'm happy to do it because they put me in front of millions of people that I didn't have to pay to be in front of. So think about all the local places. If you're a local guy, what are all the local places to have the attention? of your market, the local chamber, the local rotary clubs, uh, these local Facebook, LinkedIn groups. Uh, is there a local city magazine? Like we have Orlando magazine. We have winter park magazine. We have Orlando dining magazine. We have, um, I actually just had an article written about me in the, uh, Altamont Springs, Wakaiva life magazine. It's like an outskirt of the outskirt of Orlando, but guess what? It was distribution. Um, and what they did is they took an episode of my show, the ambitious life, and they transcribed it, turned it into an article and ran it in the magazine. I didn't have to pay for that. I didn't have to create new content. I took something that I already had, 
rehashed it and repurposed it. Um, so that's kind of the partner distribution side. Um, the second side is if you know, if you, you take the advice we talked about earlier and go into it, you know that are the insurance guy for families of kids, you know, their family and they have two kids that are 10 years old and seven years old and they're into T-ball and karate and, you know, whatever it is, um, run Facebook ads to them. Um, you know, run ads promoting your content. We see, you know, if you have a good video, you know, anywhere from a penny to four pennies to get your video seen. If your market is only 20,000 people, it's only going to cost you 50 bucks to get in front of every single one of those people. So if you do an episode every week and you only want to market to those 10,000, 20,000, whatever it is people, can you find $50 in your budget to have those 10,000 people see your episodes every single week? And then guess what? Facebook, Facebook, Facebook is now going to tell you who watched your video 25%, 50%, 75%. And now you run a follow-up ad. This is crazy talk right now. Retargeting. Um, that says, Hey man, notice that you watched an episode of my awesome show last week. You know, if you liked it, you'd probably also like this other stuff. And then you drive them to a free report. You drive them to a call, you drive them to whatever it is. Um, so there's so many distribution options out there. You just need to kind of see what works for you. Uh, if, if budget's a problem, do the first strategy. If you got a little extra money, go for the second strategy and, and pay to get your videos out there. Um, I know, you know, we do that a lot with our episodes. I know you guys do that a lot, you know, you know, paying money on Facebook to drive people to your YouTube channel. And guess what? Your YouTube subscriber numbers are, are crazy right now compared to where they were. So long winded, a lot of stuff obviously in there, but, but that's how I look at, at distribution that in different ways than, than people traditionally do. And this is a lot of the stuff that you're going to be talking about at Elevate, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So we're going to break down, uh, everything from how to create episodes that people want to share. Um, and then we're going to talk about, uh, the next two sides, which is distribution. So I'm going to talk about both paid distribution and partnerships. Um, and then the third piece, which I think is the most important piece is where do we drive them? Um, because cool, you got someone to watch that episode. Now, what do we do? How do we convert that view into a client? Because that's ultimately what we want to do. Great that I got a couple thousand views in my video, but if no one buys my stuff, what was the point? Um, so, so we're going to, I call it the TV trifecta. And that's what we're going to talk about is a, you got to create that, that pillar piece of content, which in this case is an online TV episode. B is we got to distribute, distribute that. And then side three is we got to convert that distribution into clients. And, uh, that's what we're going to be breaking down when I get to, we get to hang out, we get to meet in person and yeah. probably drink too many, too many beers, um, <laughs> while, while we're out there, but we're going to have a good time. I, I think it's going to be a really, really fun, fun event, man. Yeah, no, I'm so happy you're coming. So, so let's say someone's listening and they're like, like, you know, I love the idea of not necessarily having to learn how to do video myself, but having you and your company um, take care of this for them. Come in, they can be the thought leaders that they are, but in a comfortable environment. How do they learn more about you, what you do, and and, and possibly that, that service as well? Where do they go? Yeah, 100%. So uh, the best place to, to hang out with me on the online, on the internet right now is Instagram, just at Greg Rolette. Um, and then uh, ambitious.com forward slash TV show uh, is where they can learn about how we do everything that I just said, if they're interested in that. Um, but just, yeah, reach out, say hi. You know, I'm happy to answer questions. You know, I know last time, uh, I know you're going to link to the last time we hung out in the show notes, but, you know, I, I talked to a lot of cool people in your community, um, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, just people reaching out and, and I'm, I'm just happy to help. And if there's anything I can do, like I want to meet as many people as I can at, at Elevate. Um, how about we do this? If you listen to this show and you see me at Elevate, just come up and say, I listen to you on Ryan's podcast and I will buy you a beer. 
on me. Wow. You come up and say, I heard you on the podcast. That's it. You don't have to do business with me. You don't, you don't got to even hang out with me, but I'll buy drinks on me because I want to, I want to thank you for listening to Ryan's show. Cause he is doing some amazing things and uh, I'll reward you with a, with it, with an adult beverage. If you don't drink, then I'll just get you a water bottle or a Coke or, you know, whatever Bro. we can even do the fan- fancy waters like a LaCroix. <laughs> we can be fancy if we need to. This is the insurance industry, man. I don't know if you realize what you just, what you just did to yourself. No, uh, well, I, I found the way. So I'm what's super weird. I'm very introverted. Um, like conferences kind of freak me out. And so if I, so this is really a marketing strategy for me is that if people come up to me and they're like, dude, you're Greg from the podcast that like alleviates so much stress from me yeah. because I hate like, I, I just don't do well. So if I just now made a hundred brand new friends and I got to buy them drinks that I'm going to have the time of my life. And uh, I think we're going to change a lot of people's lives. So awesome. it was a pseudo marketing strategy for me, but also just to say thank you for you and, and creating this platform for guys like me to even have a, a an opportunity to talk to, uh, talk to these great people. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate all you do. Obviously we, we, I follow along with, with your stuff very closely and, uh, and, uh, and you have a great Instagram and it's fun to see you do your thing. So, uh, man, I can't wait to, uh, shake your hand for the first time in person at Elevate in Cleveland. It's going to be a phenomenal event. Everybody listening, guys, check out Greg's stuff. There is a reason he's coming to the conference. I, I just, I think he top notch the way, you know, obviously you heard us going back and forth, the way he thinks about creating content and doing business. It's the, it is, it, it is exactly what I believe our industry needs to do. And I also think he has a very realistic take on what businesses can do, right? This isn't, you know, the entrepreneur hacked up methods, you know, Not at all. kind of stuff. This is real world, how real businesses get stuff done with video and content. So dude, I appreciate you. Thank you for everyone. If you haven't got your ticket to elevate yet and we're not sold out, which we may be, if you're depending on when you listen to this, go to elevateconference.com, get your ticket today. If you're coming, make sure you say hi to Greg, make sure you come to his session. It's a can't miss. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we just offered we just offered free beer. That's yeah. like a bonus. When you buy your ticket today, you get free beer. Like, come on, <laughs> buy your ticket already. <laughs> All right, brother, be good. Thank you. Thanks, brother. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. All right, yeah, let's do that again. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Alright, yeah, let's get into it. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Like smash hopes, half empty, not his glasses broke. And I'm the captain of this crash boat. So when it's time to sink and swim, I always choose to do the backflow. I know that not a lot of humans are as sharp as I am. My modesty's my greatest quality. It's not, I'm lying. I know I'm only just alright with this hard of rhyme. And no, I'm not applying myself. In fact, I'm hardly trying. But just imagine what would happen if I stuck to rapping, man. I'd probably have a helicopter and a couple mansions with some guard dogs. And a bunch of fans, they love attacking. Probably not, but it's fun to imagine. Hey, yo, I can't complain of where I'm at. I'm just happy to be here. I'd be ecstatic if we happen to have a repeat here. Thanks to Pro Leader, I'm rapping the heaters while passing the reefer. Man, that's what I call having a breather. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that.
story, so frame it how you wanna frame it. I get the picture, but that doesn't mean I've gotta hang it. I used to be a woman saying things like, gosh and dang it. Now I'm trying to rap while I act like I don't wanna make it. So fuck a record deal. I only say that cause they haven't made the offer yet. I'm confident they never will. My only competition is myself from the year previous. It's clear to me I have to fear greediness and steer clear from that media hype and devious types. I'm booking my expedient flights immediately. That's right, I'm leaving tonight to find some peace on the beaches where I'm needing to write. So fly me to France. I think it's time my life is enhanced. Teach me all about fashion. Let's go buy me some pants. There might be a chance that I finally find some romance with the fly little mommy who invites me to dance. Come on. So when she shows love, I'ma show it back. But if that catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. So if they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too 